You're listening to Breaking Out, a podcast by singer, songwriter, and blogger Shannon Rains. This weekly podcast is designed to help believers in all stages of their walk with Christ learn to break out of old ways of thinking that keep them from living the full life that Christ has designed for them. I'm breaking out, moving on, standing tall. I'm breaking out, moving on, standing tall. I'm breaking out. Welcome to this week's podcast titled Finding Hope. I'm your host, Shannon Rains, and I'm excited to share this message with you today about hope during a time when a lot of us may be struggling to find hope in our day-to-day lives. There are days when I desperately want to shout from the rooftops, hoping the masses will hear that there is someone so much greater than everything that we're going through. We're so stubborn in our humanness, so set on what we believe to be the only way, on what we think is the truth. But I do know that there is a ton that I don't know about God, and the more I decide to be stubborn and think I have this life figured out, the more I miss out on everything He has for me. I'm sad and frustrated for all that have fallen prey to religion over relationship with God, thinking that the ways of one particular church is going to lead us to salvation, and in that process we miss out on everything God has for us, our whole purpose in being. People are frustrated or they're disgusted with religion to the point that they've also become distant with God. Why do I know that? Because I was one of them. Church turned me away from relationship with Him for many, many years. And you know what happens when we turn away from that relationship? We lose hope. We lose our sole purpose for being on this world. We then lack direction. I know what it's like to be lost and to not understand that there's so, so much more out there than what I can see, feel, think, say, touch, that there is so much more than my tiny little bit of understanding of how the world really works, how my very own special world is supposed to work. Even now, I'm just touching the surface of that, but the more I explore it, the more fired up I am to know it, to know Him more. That's a far cry from the girl who thought relationship with God had to do with my religion. So many have lost sight of hope. It's easy to do this in a broken world. When we only look at what our human nature, what our human eyes can see, it's easy to get discouraged, to feel like life is simply a series of bad things that keep happening to us. Do bad things happen? Yes, this is a broken world. But do we stop to see the beautiful things or the grace and mercies all around us? Knowing myself and reading what others are putting out there, I'd say we spend a good majority of our time dwelling in the hardships rather than celebrating the triumphs and the hope, that hope God promises for our futures. Are you searching for hope? Do you feel like there's just so much in this broken world to overcome? Have you faced hardships that make you feel like you're sinking and don't know how to get out? Do you question why you're here or what you're supposed to be doing in your life right now? You're not alone. But if you search, if you build that relationship with God, He wants to make all that known for you. There is incredible hope 
found in His promises. When I'm given a word about something, something I should talk about on my podcast, there's always a theme, a very specific word that I'm to look up, and it to be the foundational theme of the podcast, or a blog, or a song. In this case, the word hope is found 128 times in Scripture. It sure seems to me that God wanted us to have hope. So how do we do that? For me, it's a focus problem. Our human nature, I believe, blinds us from hope. Our focus is on all that's around us that we can immediately see. We get caught up in daily life, in the daily grind, as some would call it, fighting to get out of bed in the morning, dragging our way through a morning cup of coffee, grumbling on the way to our jobs, exhausted from dealing with kids, spouses, house cleaning, bills, responsibility, and then we fall into bed far too late or too early and do it all again. Then don't even get me started on everything that's happening in our world right now that just zaps any amount of hope that we have in others or even where our life is headed. It's no wonder we've lost hope when our focus is on all of that. So you may be thinking, so what else do we focus on? That's daily life. That's the truth of what I'm going through. So how would I even begin to think that there's anything else out there? And that takes faith and understanding of the God that we serve. That takes building relationship with the one who quiets all of those questions and all of the noise in our life with the truth of the true calling He has for us, for knowing that who we are is made simply to do His work, not ours, and that our reward for doing His work will be given to us when our work is done. And not only that, but God promises that hope 128 times. So let's dig into our Bible. We're going to be studying the book of Romans today, starting with chapter 8. In the beginning of the chapter, Paul writes about our life through the Holy Spirit. And living life through the Holy Spirit is our key to hope. Without that, we fall prey to the enemy who wants to speak death and destruction, which drowns out all hope. For many of us, understanding how to live that life can come with complete frustration. What and who is the Holy Spirit? The best way I can explain the Holy Spirit is God's version of Himself in us. The Holy Spirit is our guide and our teacher. It's how God speaks to us and through us. We can't see it any more than we can see our own feelings. It's the mechanism of the understanding that we have between us and God. I truly believe there is so much happening in heaven that our earthly bodies can't even begin to comprehend. The heavens are vast. They go on forever. Did you as a child ever think about the fact that the universe is infinite and it gave you this strange, almost uncomfortable feeling inside trying to comprehend that? If we were to know the true power of Christ and all that He's capable of and know all the things that we don't know, we still wouldn't comprehend it all. It's just too much for our little earthly bodies to understand. So God uses the Holy Spirit to guide us. That same Holy Spirit is the one that, 
when you experience Him working in your life through His Spirit, it's an undeniable force and knowledge far beyond anything you can think or do for yourself. If you only knew my limited understanding of all God is capable of and how I go about writing my blogs, songs, and podcasts, you would clearly see the work of the Holy Spirit. I like to say that the Holy Spirit is my aha moment, as well as my voice when I don't know what to say. It's my complete understanding, compassion, and the vessel that guards and protects my hope. We tap into the Holy Spirit through faith, and the more we pray, read our Bible, talk about God, live our lives according to what God asks of us, the more we see the Holy Spirit working in us and through us. It's a powerful thing, just like God, because it is God. And as my professor likes to say, the whole idea of the Holy Spirit and the infinite power and wisdom of who God is and how He works in our lives sprains our earthly brain. His ways are not our ways. We will never, by ourselves, figure out anything without Him guiding us through the Spirit. So back to chapter 8, beginning at verse 2. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. We, our human nature, makes us powerless to live our life as Christ designed. It's only in tapping into our faith, in tapping into the Spirit, that we can live in that hope. And I can promise you that trying to sort life out on your own, resisting faith, resisting God, the creator of you and your purpose, will leave you hopeless. Newsflash, you don't have the answers. Newsflash is you don't know who you are. That empty pit in your soul that leaves you searching for purpose is God wanting you to seek Him so He can show you your purpose. And then you have to remain faithful to Him if you want to live out that purpose. You can't just decide to read your Bible one day and pray and then boom, God delivers via email your reason for existence and hope. We're servants of the one who put us here. We work for God our entire lives. And I'm not talking about the kind of job with our boss that treats us like scum and he could care less about us beyond profits in their business. I'm talking about serving a loving Father who has given us the greatest gift, life and a beautiful eternity where we will rejoice with Him forever. Can you imagine being filled with joy every single day? No crying, no sorrow, no hurt or pain, just joy. I want that joy. If God never put me here to be able to experience that one day, I guess I wouldn't know any better, but he chose me, a little old me, to live with him forever in heaven, and he wants me to have eternal hope and joy with him. 
and he chose you. He could have chosen anyone else, but he chose you. If you even doubt that you have value in this world, stop second-guessing that. God didn't make a mistake. He knew you, knew your plan. He knew your purpose and specifically said he wanted life eternally with you. I don't think I'll ever get over that. Now back to Romans. I got a little on a side road there for a minute. Chapter 8, verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. This is huge. So let me read that again. And I want you to soak that in. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Our human nature, our flesh, only sees a small portion of our real life. And because of that, we end up lacking faith and we lose all sight of hope. The Spirit is where our hope lies. If you don't live out your life through the Spirit, you have no chance of feeling hopeful in living with hope. In living out our purpose, that's also a part of hope. In verse 6, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd much rather be living in life and peace than in death. And I know what it's like to live a life that feels like death, to feel all hope is lost, to be completely lost, to spend more days crying than rejoicing, to spend more days in fear, disappointment, disgust, dismay, angry, frustrated, anxious, and depressed. That's a life of death. God's promises, however, are life. God is the complete opposite of death. It takes an immense amount of work to know God, to keep Him in the number one spots in our life. But the alternative, death, seems worthy of the work, doesn't it? And the more you seek God, the easier it is to have God in your life. This reminds me of a story about my mother-in-law, who I had the honor of caring for in her last days. She initially fought being taken care of for a very long time. She lived on her own. She was very frail yet determined. Then her health began to really deteriorate. It became evident that she needed help and couldn't live on her own. We tried having people come to her home. We brought her meals, but it still wasn't enough. My husband stayed close, living near her for many years, knowing that eventually the day would come that he'd need to step in and care for her. And so we moved everything out of our office and created a room for her. And when it was time for her to come live with us, even she knew that she was ready to do that even before we were. We brought her home, and I remember she was laying on the couch with a smile on her face and in complete peace. Everything about her demeanor was just that of peace, and she remained that way up until her passing. 
When asked in her final moments if she wanted us to pray, she said, No, God knows. And she passed with grace and with peace. Imagine if we could take that peace of my mother-in-law and live our entire lives with the realization that God knows that we don't have to fight to understand or believe or figure things out for ourselves. that there's hope because ultimately God knows. And you know what? He does if we allow Him to be in charge of our lives. It's funny how the Spirit works because when I was talking about how we serve God, I could almost hear a few people saying, so God's our boss and we just are a bunch of slaves? How's that right? Who is He? to think that we want to be slaves to Him forever. And why don't we have any freedom? Well, first of all, God is our freedom. Thinking anything else is simply us giving in to our fleshly understanding of what life's all about. But as we get further into Romans, verses 14 through 17, we read, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Wow, there's a lot there. But first, our relationship with God is that of a child and not of a slave. Now, this can be a challenge if you had a difficult upbringing, but I want you to think about the most loving person you can muster and then multiply that by a thousand, ten thousand, ten million. That's the God we serve. He's adopted us as His children. There is immense love for us there. He's not a mean father who's a slave driver cracking his whip telling us to do this and to do that. God actually gave us a choice to follow Him or to not follow Him. The work He has for us is His gift to us. We can choose to find that work And knowing we are doing work for someone who loves us so incredibly much, we'll find hope and joy. Or we can just say we're going to sort out lives ourselves and be miserable. God lets us decide that. In doing God's work, however, we share the wealth, so to speak. We are heirs to God. What He has in heaven is also ours. What we inherit from Him will also largely depend on how well we steward what gifts He put us here to do. And in doing God's work, His sole purpose for us being on this earth, we end up inheriting heaven. And doing His work well, we're blessed beyond our understanding, not to mention that when Judgment Day comes and we have a talk with God about how well we stewarded those gifts He put us on here to use, we can have a good talk with Him about it. The hope is God. The hope is in relationship with God. The hope is in a future with God in heaven that will be pure bliss and joy. Next week, I'm going to continue talking about finding hope in the midst of chaos. For this week, 
I highly encourage you to seek out God in your prayers and in your studies. Separate your relationship with God away from religion and seek to make it personal. Because when it comes down to it, that's exactly what it is. God lives in us and through us by the Holy Spirit. If you don't know how to tap into that, it first involves accepting the Lord into your life and asking for His Holy Spirit to reside in you. Once you've asked for that and let God know that you're ready to surrender your life to Him and repent of your sins, He'll begin His great work in you. I'm excited for you as you go out and discover hope this week. The song I want to share with you is called My Salvation. I grew up in a home where we listened to a lot of Southern gospel groups and often associated gospel music with those very distinct songs. I wrote God of My Salvation in remembrance of these uplifting songs about who God is. And I pray this song gives you encouragement and who God is, and how He's there to guide you through whatever you're facing. There is hope in our Savior.
you for joining me on today's podcast. You can subscribe, if you've not already done so, on most podcasting services. If you'd like to help me spread God's promises to others, please consider rating this podcast in the app you're listening with and leave a review. This helps my podcast be recommended to more people looking for inspirational, faith-based podcasts. If you'd like to know more about my ministry or my music or would like to connect on social media, you can visit me on my website, www.shannonrains.com. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-R-E-I-G-N-S.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at S. Rains Music. <laughs>